I just knew that there was something that I was born to do and、um, that creativity was part of it. 27 years after birth, I realized that that call was from this creator God who gave us the Bible. Renowned artist Makoto Fujimura joins us today on First Person. Welcome, everyone. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our guest lives and works in New York City. Makoto is an artist, writer, and speaker who's recognized worldwide as a cultural influencer by both faith based and secular media. His original artwork was recently published in the Four Holy Gospels, an exquisitely designed edition of the Four Canonical Gospels in the English Standard Version by Crossway, commemorating the 400th anniversary of the King James Bible. We'll begin talking with Makoto in just a moment, but first, especially if you're a new listener to First Person, welcome to our weekly program featuring the life stories of people who've been called of God to serve Him. You can find these interviews archived online at firstpersoninterview.com. There's also a calendar there at firstpersoninterview.com. Makoto Fujimura excels at what he does and gives all the credit to the work of God in his life. His quiet but powerful witness to the world is remarkable and reaches far into an art culture with the simple message of the gospel. As we started the conversation, I asked Makoto how he responds when people ask him what he does in life. It's really a funny、um, problem that I have, you know, when I'm sitting next to somebody in the airplane and I have to, they ask me, what do you do? <laughs> I have to say, I'm an artist,、uh-huh. you know, and they say, really? You know? Does that、um, promote conversation or shut it down? It, it usually leads to、um, explaining <laughs> what is it that I do. And You know, you, you, you can certainly understand、um, if I say I paint, or you know, may, maybe illustration would be much easier than what I do in the, in the contemporary art.、Um, the assumption is, you know, there's, there's, there's automatic suspicion. You know, like, you <laughs> you're know, one of those. You're、huh? one of those people. You know, you, you, you paint things that my kids can do and, <laughs> and put it up on museums and.、Uh, <laughs> You know, have this big ego. And so, so I, I, I kind of have to anticipate all these questions that I, I try to uh, say, um, you know, in, in, in a way that, that would explain、mm-hmm. what I do to people. To,、um, it, it's such a pr- privilege to be able to work、uh, every day creating something and、um, to follow your passion. And、um, I'm, I'm one of the few,、uh, I think, in. In the world that, that can say that.、Um, and, and so I, I am grateful for the opportunity to talk about it, but it does, it does take a few,、uh, few minutes to explain what yeah, I do. Yeah. I know how fundamental your faith is.、Uh, really, your faith comes before your art, doesn't it?、Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also,、uh, in some ways, art preceded、uh, the faith that I, I have now, and yet it, it, it goes together.、Um, I could sense God's presence whenever I was creating something.、Um, I just didn't know what to call that.、Um, and it wasn't until I was in my late 20s that I realized that was、uh, this Creator God that uh, um, gave us the Bible. But I, I'm always aware、um, in the creative process, in the tension of that,、um, that、um, there, there is 
um, a starting point um, that originates out of time and space, and and it's this mystery that I cannot even come close to, and yet through the creative process, you're asking questions um, about the, uh, who you are and the, the nature of reality, uh, what it means to live today, um, how shall we then live, and so uh, artists are always delving into uh, sometimes difficult questions um, that really have no straight answers to, but we are compelled to um, do, create objects or write songs that in some ways articulates, um, um, I think, what all of us are feeling and are looking for. It's very interesting because I'm hearing that the, the very act of creativity leads you to questions which led you to faith. Yes. Yes, is that still answer. happening as you create today? It's still Abs- leading you deeper and deeper. Absolutely, um, and it's a it's like diving into this deep ocean, and you realize, you know, no matter how deep you go, it gets deeper, mm. and um, it's this um, mystery um, of discovery, and um, and and so therefore, I I think art is fundamentally necessary for faith. Um, and uh, I'm not talking about the superficial decorative aspects of it. I'm talking about the questioning. I'm, 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 and, and those creative types uh, are always able to tap into something that you know we we can't really articulate yet, but everybody feels is there, and um, that's why when we hear songs or when we see uh, works of art that resonate with us, we we are like, yeah, that's that's how I felt, or that's what I have been feeling. Uh, these are the questions I have been asking all along. I just didn't have words. I just didn't have images or uh, song to sing, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so that's that's the gift of a creative person. Tell me about the home that you grew up in, and when did you encounter Christ as as the answer? Right, um, I grew up in an agnostic house. Uh, my father is a uh, well known scientist, and my my mother is an educator. So I grew up in this very creative environment where they affirmed my creativity uh, to such an extent that I didn't know that you know that was not normal uh, until. <laughs> I went to middle school you know, <laughs> and found out that not everybody... It's the know, great leveler, isn't it, yes, middle school? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, uh, you know, you come home and you realize, uh, uh, wow, you know, I, 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 I get to have space and time for uh, doing all these creative work, which was always assumed in my home, but, but it's not true out there. So <laughs> it took me a while. I, I went to undergraduate uh, college in Pennsylvania, and um, that's where I met my wife. And so I began this um, journey uh, through literature and sciences and the arts. Um, I, I, I was asking, exploring these questions, and uh, in fact, um, my first exposure to the Bible was a King James Bible, uh, which I read, I had to read because of Shakespeare, Milton, and uh, William Blake. And We'll come full circle to that in a few minutes, uh, by the way. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, no, it really is significant um, for me, and so... 
I really didn't understand half of it. You know, <laughs> I was like, okay, the language is beautiful, but what is it? You know, right. what, what what is this guy Jesus saying about? You know, uh, was there someone that came into your life that helped you then? Well, absolutely. My wife uh, had a deep spiritual uh, side, and uh, she introduced me to um, all these people. Um, when we went to Japan, I, I received this national governmental scholarship to study there for six and a half years uh, to master this uh, technique of Nihonga, which is uh, um, this thousand-year tradition of using pulverized minerals and gold and, um, and paper and so forth. Um, my wife began to attend uh, this interdenominational uh, church, and I went with her at some points and and uh, heard the gospel there. And I, it really didn't connect until I went back to what I was reading in college days, uh, Milton, Shakespeare, <laughs> and William Blake, and, and all of a sudden it, 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 it sunk in that, the, this God that they spoke of and they knew, uh, this person of Jesus Christ, um, was so consistent. The message is so consistent throughout history. Um, and meanwhile, at the same time, I'm studying Buddhistic texts and scrolls. I'm copying them to master the techniques of uh, these uh, artworks from 15th century and and I can see in front of me the syncretic uh, nature of all religions, uh, Shinto, Buddhist, that Christianity doesn't share. Uh, Christianity had this absolute uh, consistency. So it was radically different. It was radically different. Yeah. And I, that attracted I was, you? I, I was struck by it. And, and they kept on telling me, you know, well, have, have you really looked at Jesus? Have you really considered him? And I'm like, sure, you know, I know who he is and but really I I didn't know um, so I I kind of went back to uh, reading these books that I uh, of uh, poets that I respected um, but they were artists you know like me who questioned deeply about nature reality and um, doubt was part of their faith. They they went through uh, ups and downs, and yet at the end, uh, especially William Blake, uh, found landed on this orthodoxy. And I I I felt um, when I went through that process, um, I I had a kind of a guide uh, into faith and. If this Jesus throughout so consistent throughout history, uh, how he defined love as the sacrifice that that I would not know unless somebody died for me, uh, that kind of sacrifice, um, then I wanted to be part of that. I wanted to know that love um, because you know, as I, as I said, creativity leads to these deeper questions. And actually, I was making these beautiful objects, you know, paintings, uh, using these amazingly extravagant materials. And I could not understand or justify this beauty that I was making because I, kn- I knew in my heart that I didn't deserve it. Hmm. I, there, there was this just tension and dissonance every time I... Uh, this one time um, I was painting, I had just completed this fairly large landscape, 
and an uh, assistant professor just walked in and announced, and he took a look at my painting that I was working on. He said, you know, this is so beautiful that it's almost fearsome. You know, it's almost scary. And walked out. (laughs) (laughs) And so what I did um, was to wash the painting down, destroy it. Really? Yeah. I, I just could not accept that praise. I was in a place where, to be honest with myself... And with the ideologies of our days, where um, aesthetics, you know, you go to art schools or you go to um, study art, and the critical dialogue today is that their their beauty is to be, you know, distrusted. Uh, There there is, you know, if there is goodness or truth involved, it it is suspect. And irony and shock is, is the only way to approach today's dialogue. So I was in that camp. So to to hear my yeah. professor tell me I was creating something beautiful. It raised questions you didn't want to answer. No, no, I I, I did not want to go there. Mm-hmm. And so I destroyed a painting and um and that was kind of a beginning of this this journey. We'll learn more about this talented artist, Makoto Fujimura, coming up on the second half of today's first person. When you join us next week, you'll meet author and speaker Eric Metaxas. We live in a culture that's so secular, where the, the cultural gatekeepers, they don't understand this stuff. And I said, that's not right. And I really felt a passion to use the gifts God's given me as a speaker, as a writer, to speak into the culture. The biographer of both Dietrich Bonhoeffer and William Wilberforce, Eric Metaxas, joins us next week on First Person. When Makoto Fujimura joined me in the studio, we continued talking, and I asked him when he first made the connection between his faith and his art. I was reading a poem by William Blake. I had been going to attending this church that um, my, my wife was involved in, and I was beginning to see the consistency of the message, you know, the gospel. And I, I decided that I, if that love that Jesus was offering was true, I... I, you know, there's nothing more that I want. Now, I didn't realize that's when I became a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) But looking back. (laughs) Yeah, it took a year, you know, of uh, really people like asking me questions. But but at that moment, um, I knew that my life was completely changed. I I knew that the direction, the the questions were changing. um, And and uh, therefore, my art was changing. There was everything was new, you know. It had a new and, purpose, uh, new purpose, new direction. I wanted to let everybody know that this this is what I found, you know. And and this reality of uh, Jesus two thousand years ago was so significant and and uh, powerfully present at that moment. There was nothing I can do uh, but but to speak of him, you know, every day. And people probably thought I was, you know, nuts. And yeah. um, and and then, you know, and then the other side of it is I, I go go to my church and really nobody understood what I did as right. an artist. Sure. <laughs> so I was double exile. You were a man without a country. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And I, I felt really alone and, and isolated. And I, you know, I had my wife 
life, but she, she, you know, was praying for me, but she didn't know what kind of follower of Christ I would become, you know, and I, I am kind of this all or nothing kind of guy. So once I decide on something, I am 100% there. And uh, so every day I, you know, I would be immersed in reading the Bible and going to all these meetings. And, and, um, and so, so I knew my life has changed. Now, I didn't know what to do with my expression. I don't know what that was going to become. Would I become a missionary, you know? And, um, and I was open to all that at the time. But um, eventually it dawned on me that, you know, I, I had this prestigious national scholarship that, you know, only very few people in the world is selected to. And I was in this lineage program that, that spans back a thousand years, and um, I was selected uh, the first outsider of the university, let alone first wow. foreigner, to be part of this. Uh, only two people get selected each year, and, and I was one of those people. So God and, entrusted that with you yeah, for, for a reason. That's right. And, and, you know, it didn't, I guess, take me long to realize um, God has intentionally done this, that, that he had this plan way ahead of my understanding that, you know, he would bring me back to Japan to become a follower of Christ and that I would be immersed in this technique, um, you know, that um, had I planned it for myself, right. I would not have right. chosen. And yet. I love to hear your story of coming to Christ. Talk more about this this technique, this mm-hmm. this the, the specialized training you mm-hmm. received, and uh, yeah. you were one of the world's leading artists using this now, right? That's right, and it's called Nihonga, and I, um, it's an interesting um, um, problem that Nihonga has. It's a traditional one thousand year uh, tradition, but now with the, you know all that's happening with. Um, um, pollution and, um, you know, so-called advancement of, um, um, you know, cities and so forth. We're losing a lot of the tradition. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so it's, in a sense, uh, a disappearing world of um, uh, painting. Uh, but, but you're using minerals and gold and silver and onto paper. It's, it's actually a collaboration with nature and craftsmen and uh, go, goes way back. Um, the uh, glue you use is this Japanese hide glue that, that has been refined over time. And, and just everything, it's, it's, it's slow art. Well, this is one of those times when you literally have to see it to believe it. Yes. And uh, I think the best we're going to do is put links to your website on yeah. our firstpersoninterview.com website where yeah. listeners can go and view some of this yes. tremendous art and, yeah. and uh, God-inspired art yes. uh, that you do. But it's also come together very recently. Now, you mentioned earlier the, the King James Version of the Bible was the first Bible that you That's read. Right. This happens to be the 400th anniversary of the yeah. King James 1611 yeah. Bible. And that has uh, led Crossway and you to come together, mm-hmm. Crossway Publishers, mm-hmm. in a very special project mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you opened up for me a few minutes ago here in the studio, yeah. and it just... It blows my mind what you've done. Mm. Describe the project yeah. for me. Crossway Publishing uh, publishes the uh, ESV version, um, uh, and uh, ESV is 
the uh, as far as lineage is concerned, it comes straight from the King James Bible. So for the 400th anniversary, they uh, chose me as as the artist to be commissioned to illumine the four Gospels. So I have been working on this for the last year and a half. Uh, it's called the Four Holy Gospels four Bible. Holy Gospels, it's right? O- oversized, it's oversized, very large. Yes. Uh, the printing is just just extraordinary. Oh, it is. It, it um, remarkable. It, um, they came to me saying that we will, you know, spare no expenses to do it. We, we want to do the best um, possible printing that can be done. And of course, I get suspicious when people <laughs> say that, but they really meant it. And, and um, so each time I would get the uh, proof uh, done uh, and, and the process is excruciatingly complex and, um, you know, long. Um, so I, I've been sequestered for the last year and a half um, working on five major paintings, one for each of the Gospels plus a cover piece, 89 letters for each of the chapters uh, specifically designed uh, for each of the chapters. And every page of this Bible has some of your art. 140 pages of hand Con- illumination. Contemporary art right. that goes thematically with what's being said That's right. in the text of the That's Bible right. on that particular That's page. Right. It, yeah. it It's just astounding to look at and, and so aesthetic, so beautiful. Thank Congratulations you. on Thank that. You. And again, yeah. we'll put links on our website yes. so our listeners yes. can check it out. Thank you. Uh, just before we uh, have to wind up here today, I, w- I want to touch on the international arts movement mm-hmm. because I know you feel strongly about this yes. as well. Describe yes. what it is and what you're hoping to accomplish. Yeah, um, I am began when I find myself isolated uh, as an artist operating at a high level in uh, the, the art world, and I, I realized whenever you feel isolated, you you begin a movement. You know, and <laughs> just that's just what no you one do. else to do it. I'll no do one, it. <laughs> yeah, and and I just said, okay, yes, Lord. You know, I. I I don't want to have this Elijah complex of, you know, being depressed and complaining all day. So I will pray towards uh, peers that I didn't. It doesn't have to be visual artists, but it, it you know it could be in any field, operating at uh, the highest levels and yet um, keeping their faith together. And and I I ran be, began to run into a few people, and and so international arts movement began as as an effort to. Um, you know, make that into a movement, sure. a catalytic movement, fellowship, and yes. you have conferences, and right, and and we 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 really do this as an arts organization uh, in the public square. So we're we're not even explicitly Christian, although we let people know that we are from mm-hmm. operating from a biblical perspective. Um, but we we want to create a rehumanized dialogue that that allows for you know safety. <laughs> Uh, for people to ask deeper questions. And so we welcome people who um, are artist types or even entrepreneurs. We have a lot of uh, creative catalysts who are CEOs of companies, their teachers, their mothers are involved. He's a catalyst in many ways. If you'd like to learn more, we've placed links to Makoto's website at firstpersoninterview.com. In addition to his website, there's also a link to the Four Holy Gospels, recently published by Crossway with Makoto's beautiful original artwork. And by the way, it's available as a digital download as well. Look us up online at firstpersoninterview.com. 
A very special welcome this week to our new listeners with several new radio stations now airing First Person. Each week, a guest joins us to tell their story of faith in Christ and their call to serve the Lord. You'll find a calendar of upcoming guests as well as an audio archive of all past interviews on our website, firstpersoninterview.com. Next week, our guest will be author and speaker Eric Metaxas, whose book on the life of Dietrich Bonhoeffer has been extremely well-received as one of the key books of the past year. He also wrote Amazing Grace, the story of William Wilberforce. Eric Metaxas, next time on First Person. And now with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. We'll meet here again next week for First Person.